0: You're listening to that entertainment podcast with Andy Leroy, chatting to the artists behind what's on in Adelaide right now. If you've ever wondered how our food supply might change over the next 50 years or just wanted to explore a completely different culinary experience, eating tomorrow is an immersive theatrical experience you'll want to hop into at this year's Fringe Festival. Running from the 24th to the 28th of February in the basement of the WEA Adult Learning Centre, you can taste your way through four possible future scenarios. I chatted to Steph Daughtry, Artistic Director of Post Dining, who are presenting this feast for the senses.
1: We have decided to create a complete immersive experience that takes an hour, that people move through four different rooms that each explore what the future might look like and taste like. And so those four concepts that are explored in each of the rooms have been taken from the Australian Academy of Sciences' research into four different scenarios of the future.
0: Interesting that there are four possible scenarios that you've been working with that they've actually predicted as possibilities. What are some of the things that we might be looking out for in the next 50 years?
1: The four scenarios that have been explored through this research include growth which is kind of about continuous growth kind of where we're at now in a way how we kind of just assume that we have these endless resources that we can can tap into and it's the assumption that that's just going to continue to grow another scenario is the scenario of restraint where we have where we begin to realize that some of those resources are beginning to run out and we have to implement sometimes harsh restrictions on how we interact with the resources specifically food resources from our perspective catastrophe is another scenario which is kind of what it what it says is uh, kind of explores the idea of complete societal collapse so where all of our
0: can't see that happening. all
1: of our structures. <laughs> no no it's not at all familiar <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it's been kind of scary actually exploring that one and being like oh so this 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 kind of prospective scenario seems a little bit too close to home right now
0: is that is that how you kind of started just did you start to get a little bit paranoid going through some of that
1: That particular scenario yeah absolutely because it's very interesting how this show is definitely pitched as a future foods show but it really is a lot more about um just yeah i I mean i've kind of described it in a way how um i don't know if you're familiar with the show black mirror but Mm, um i i love how that kind of puts us only a couple of steps forward and it seems like all of the sort of future technology and things that they're exploring are also just really relevant to here and now so that's yeah (laughs) yeah. so that's kind of the the perspective through which we're looking at it is that it's kind of only a few steps ahead and we could be in any of these scenarios and we have had people coming through feeling like it's a little too close to home at times Mm. but we're also trying to leave people feeling uplifted and inspired at the same time so we do end our show with a transformation room which is all about rethinking how we can engage with the environment and our food systems in ways that are potentially a little bit more sustainable and a little bit more hopeful.
0: What would be one of the more unusual ingredients
1: you're working with? Definitely the one that would stand out the most for people is edible insects. Mm We are serving mealworms as um, as part of our catastrophe course, um, <laughs> which is kind of a reference to the types of foods that could withstand a catastrophe environment, so really hardy and sustainable resources that could still grow and be maintained during fairly harsh climates or, or things like that. So mealworms and other edible insects are really sustainable to produce and they're really high in protein, so we can imagine that... We might be eating more of things like that. If some of our systems were to <laughs> collapse, or even if even if we wanted to, you know, um, transform the way that we consider where we get our proteins from and stuff like that. And of so. course,
0: in some cultures, eating eating things like that isn't actually new, is it?
1: No, completely, absolutely. I mean, it's very, very. Western that we do feel uncomfortable about eating edible insects. I'd say the majority of the world (laughs) eats them without without getting weird about it. It's just I think it's just that sort of mindset and that um, the idea that we've we've grown up in our in our society thinking that there's something disgusting and to be avoided, but in reality they're a very viable food source and when prepared correctly, can be quite tasty as well.
0: I'm actually thinking it would all be in the preparation because you're not just handing people worms on plates, I'm assuming. It is actually prepared in a, a palatable form.
1: We're trying to make the idea of edible insects a little bit more palatable rather than just giving them you straight. So, yes, we have. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've tried that in the past, I think. or Well, actually, I mean, in the past, we've actually created... Um, something that we uh, I can't remember what we called it it's a, it was a rocky road that had dried roasted crickets on top and, um, and yeah which some people loved and some people just could not get their head around it, um, it yeah it caused a bit of a stir but in reality <laughs> these, these insects they just they're, when they're dry roasted they have this sort of crunchy nutty flavour so um, they can be used in savoury or sweet dishes quite Quite well.
0: So you're bringing people through these four rooms, four sensory rooms in, in groups, I imagine. How large are the groups you're bringing through? What's the uh, experience they can expect as they come through?
1: We have a capacity of 15 people per show. So that's um, partly to do with COVID and making sure that we have enough space to fit everyone. Um, but partly as well because. The show, I think, benefits from having small audiences moving through, and it means that there's more opportunity for our wonderful performers to engage on a personal level with, with guests as they come through. And I think having the small audiences means that it's a greater experience to feel immersed and feel connected in each world. Every room is set up very differently with a combination of incredible performances from our cast and set design and this fabulous sound design that's been put together by Kaya Gosner, who's a local sound designer. As you move through each room you experience a completely different world. We've kind of constructed it in a way that you go on quite an emotional journey but the rooms themselves don't necessarily correlate in a traditional narrative sense. You are being thrust into four different are very different scenarios.
0: Have you ever had a situation where people are just not prepared to have a taste?
1: Not in this show, but definitely in other things that we've done. Again, most on the most part, people. You know, we you know we we've tried lots of different types of foods and experiences. On the most part, people are pretty happy to have a go. We are very conscious of the fact that everyone comes in with their own. Yeah, from their own experience and we try really hard to create experiences that cater for that and make you feel challenged but in a in a safe space so we definitely try really hard to make sure that we're not kind of pushing people outside of their comfort zones in a way that they feel unsafe but just kind of guiding them through so that they can take things in their stride we had a, an experience where we set up at the central markets and we were sort of Exploring this future foods thing at the markets, and we had edible insects, and there was, yeah, a, quite, quite, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite a interesting response, specifically online from people who thought that it was just completely disgusting that there were there were bugs being served at at the central markets. Interesting. So I think, a lot of
0: people would think that blue <laughs> yeah. is equally as disgusting. So it's just yeah. a part of the range, isn't it? Really.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, we have found that bugs can be a little bit polarizing, but other than that, no. We we I think people, who, um, the types of people who come to our experiences know that they're not going to get something traditional in there, and I guess that's that's all part of the experience. And and in general, people are pretty happy to to go along for the ride.
0: With the show itself, is there a particular message that you're aiming at? Is there a goal that we should be looking at, for example, as a society of introducing a certain amount of certain types of food for
1: sustainability? I suppose the important thing to say is that we started with these four concepts and we've developed them with a group of artists and responded to them quite locally and quite personally, just through the experiences of the people who've put together and written the show. And the first thing to say is that growth has a thousand different ways in which that could play out. And so does restraint and catastrophe and transformation, all of these Concepts have so many different ways in which they can play out. And I guess we're just representing one perspective into each of those worlds. And our aim is not so much to say that this is where we're heading or this is definitely going to happen, but really just to open up people's minds into getting into that perspective and and thinking about what, I guess, the choices we're making and, and the ways that we're heading and thinking about how they want to make their own mind up about where we're going. I think that it's ended up being quite political, whether that was intended or not. I think it's really hard to not make it political when you're talking about the future and the way things are changing in our food systems. Mm. But really, our intention is just to engage people in that conversation and have them open up their minds into thinking about it and participating in that process and feeling like they have something to say and feeling that they can be empowered within that as well.
0: That Entertainment Podcast. Subscribe now on your favourite podcast service to hear more interviews about what's happening in Adelaide entertainment as it happens. Head to our website for more content thatentertainmentpodcast.com.au. A welcome change media production.